It's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got an opinion? Make your voice heard on the law offices of Rod Polston, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Right. Sooner Nation obviously doesn't agree with it, but man, number one, Lincoln Riley has done so much for my career. I can't I can't even begin to bash him because I know what type of man he is personally and the things that he has done to change my life. So like, yeah, we might be trolling on Twitter and stuff, but I know that Lincoln Riley is a great man and he made a decision that he thought was going to be best for his family. And I can't knock him for that because. I, at the end of the day, he wants to see me win, and I will continue to want to see him win. And then I would say Caleb Williams. It was just opportunity, man. Like, he a young kid, and it was just way more opportunity out there in L.A. Like, I can't blame him. Obviously, I wanted him to stay with our university. But, man, like, he's been out there for a day, and he's already on Good Morning America. Already got a Beats sponsorship. Like, the, you could just see, like, the, the opportunities, the doors that open for him. So, I ain't mad at either one of them. At the end of the day, it's about this paper and getting paid and, and doing what's best for your family and what you think is best for your business. So, P don't play. <laughs> he don't play, man. Yeah. I will say this, though. Um, he has acted a certain way on social media. Mm-hmm. And listening to that uh, interview, listening to you talk to him, what was that, last week uh, on the Oklahoma breakdown? Yeah. He said some things that a lot of fans have thought about the defense last year. Is that, you know, Grinch ran a system that was more about what he wanted to do versus maybe what fit his personnel the best. Now, when I listened to that today, I don't know, man. You may totally disagree with this. I didn't hear, like, a tone or feel like... Those opinions were coming from an eye, from a guy with an axe to grind. Because it's easy to bash the ex-defensive coordinator when he's not here anymore, mm-hmm. right? I didn't get that tone, and whether he's right or wrong, I feel like he gave an honest opinion of, you asked him, and he said, man, I, I don't feel like he let us loose enough on the defensive line last year. Right. Yeah. And I, I do think that there is some truth to that. Now, the one that I would say that I would have some pushback on is the rotation situation, right? Um, my view on the rotation situation is if you want to play more, then you have to show on every single play that you're out there that you can move at 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, don't, if you can't do that, then you have no complaint, Right. But if I can pull up the film and say, you're not full speed right here, you're not full speed right here, that tells that signals me as a coach that you need a break, right? So totally. that's my take on, on that. And, uh, you know, I don't know how they handled that in the meeting room, so that's really all I can comment on it. Now, I will say this. When it comes to the, the stunting and the twisting and the stemming pre-snap, this is something that I have I have always said. I think that defensive linemen 
are way more disruptive whenever they don't have to think. They can just line up in the gap that they're supposed to control and fly off of the football. And I feel like Perion is exactly what you're talking about. That's it. Now, there is – you get to a level, and this is, I believe, where the dilemma with Grinch was. You know, Missouri, Washington State, where he kind of cut his teeth as – uh, you know, learning that defense, developing that defense, implementing it. The level of talent is totally different. I, some places, you can't line up your defensive line and just cut them loose and expect them to go win. So you have to try and create an advantage on the defensive line some other way, and that's by making the offensive line think and have to react to you twisting and stunning. And there's a good place for that. I feel, and whenever he came to Oklahoma and they learned the defense and where we were at talent-wise, I feel like that was a a good thing to have. But as you've developed your talent, as you've recruited, and as you get better players, I feel like you should be able to shift gears out of that and start to play things more traditional and straighter where those defensive linemen can, can fly off the ball. And I feel like and th- that was my biggest beef is that I don't think Grinch ever shifted gears. Yeah, totally agree. Um, also interesting, Perion, on your podcast, talking about all of the inside turmoil that was there even when the team was 9-0. and like, He made a comment to where mm-hmm. even when the team was 9-0, and it felt like they were like a four-loss team or something like that. Yeah. So how we felt on the outside, pretty interesting that they felt the same way on the inside. You were 9-0, and but – Sure didn't feel that way. And I don't know how much of that was a reflection. You know, you're nine and zero, and you know, well, I'm not going to say you should be happy because as players, you shouldn't have been happy with some of those. But the point that you're nine and zero and you're undefeated, there should be some positive feelings there. But I wonder if kind of the the feeling in the locker room was a reflection of the feeling in the fan base. You know what I'm saying? It, it, I mean, judging by his comments, it sure feels that That's way. That's kind of what it sounded like. Like it's like, dang, we're nine and zero, and it the fan base feels like is treating us like we got four losses, and that's to me. That says everything you need to know about Oklahoma and the fans here. You cannot pull the wool over the eyes of Sooner Nation, at least not for very long. And they saw a team that was 9-0, and and they saw a team that they knew was deeply flawed. Yeah, we were right. We were right. I, I do – like one guy that we really haven't talked about throughout this whole process, I mean we've mentioned Alex Grinch a little bit, but he's really been left out of the conversation. I feel like we've talked more about Roy Manning than yeah. we have uh, Alex Grinch. I, I'm really interested to see what his future looks like mm-hmm. because if this defense is better next year, the narrative with OU fans is going to be pretty obvious that, <laughs> yeah, you get rid of Grinch, you get rid of Speed D, then it's amazing how much better that defense looked next year. And by the way, I do think that there's a situation where the defense could be better next year. Maybe not all because of talent, 
maybe more so of the offenses that they face next year. I, I don't yeah. think that OU's going to see a whole lot of great offenses next year. They do have a real good chance of throwing up some nice numbers. Yeah. First of all, when it comes to Grinch, you know, Grinch is he's he's catching attacks right now uh essentially collateral damage from from Lincoln Riley. Like uh, he was placed in a in a lose-lose position, right? Whenever Lincoln decided he was going to USC and he approached Alex Grinch, he didn't have much of a choice. Right, especially when you know that most likely a defensive-minded head coach is going to be hired. That's not really a favorable situation for him. I, I wouldn't imagine. Well, here's the thing: how off like Venable's coming to OU and keeping as much of the OU staff as he did. That's not normal. Usually, when a new coach comes in, it's an entirely new regime: offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Yep. Like everyone's out, new group is in. So when Lincoln says to to Grinch, I'm going to USC, I want you to come be my defensive coordinator, it's like you've got the thought of I'm either going to take a job elsewhere, I'm going to stay at OU throughout and pray that there's a tiny little percentage chance that I'd get an interview as the head coach, or I take the USC job. There's really, and in my opinion, there's there's really nothing else to do there. And it's not like Lincoln said, I'm going to Oregon State. I want you to come be my defensive coordinator. It's still USC. So, And you're also taking it, if you don't go there, you're taking a gamble on a year where your defensive numbers weren't great. It's a right. lot easier to take that chance and say, well, if Oklahoma doesn't work out, something will if you got a top-10 defense. Clearly, right. they, they didn't have that type of year. I think, I think Alex Grinch and that defensive staff deserve a lot of credit for doing what they did in a limited amount of time under an offensive-minded head coach. I'll tell you right now that there was a lot of guys on the defensive staff that – I mean, there was a lot of things in the program and the way that the program was run that heavily affected, like, the ability to develop players defensively and and get what they want out of the guys. There was a lot of roadblocks there that they were trying to work through. Now, uh, don't want to sit here and, and be the guy that's making a bunch of excuses, but that's just the reality of it. And now I feel like, those roadblocks with Venables at head coach are going to be all gone. Sure. And it's going to be way easier to build a legit defense here. One quick point before we get to the text line. You know, this time last year we were saying with Grinch, yeah, really like him. Um, in a good year this year, he's got a chance to get a head coaching job. I wonder what his mindset is now. Because you and I would have tossed around the idea of, man, he's making – Really good money right now at Oklahoma. He doesn't have to leave, and he may not leave unless it's a really good opportunity. Well, USC's a different gig, right? Um, I don't know if he's making as much at USC as he did at OU. He better with the cost of living that's out there, right? He better be making way more. I, I wonder if he's way more apt to jump at a job now 
than he was when he was at OU, seeing as the cost of living, the situation that's out there. You see what I'm getting at here. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it will have to do with, like, can is he going to be able to gauge Lincoln Riley's intentions? Uh, if he gets the sense that this is a, a pit stop on the way to the NFL or something like that, then I think you're probably right. Uh, if he feels like that's going to be somewhere where they stay for the duration, try and win a championship, and they start to get you know good results on the recruiting trail and in, in the transfer portal, then I'll prob- I, I think he'll probably hang around. Peyton says on the text line, I think just the belief within the team too. Players that can the exact same guys but have the right belief and confidence can be twice as good. Can you do, can you decipher that one for me? Yeah, well, I think um, the point, and I agree with it to, a, to an extent, is the buy-in factor, right? If if you've got a team that totally totally believes in the message, totally believes in the scheme, totally trusts their coaching staff as uh, guys that are developing them and preparing them, then you can get uh, some really good play out of guys maybe that weren't playing well beforehand. But you know the flip side of that is you've got a limited amount of time before. Like It has to turn into results quickly, or guys start questioning what's happening. Grinch knew he had no chance to succeed Riley at OU. Yeah, I mean, no matter what he accomplished right. here, it was he was never going to win out over Brent Venables. Right, that's, most likely. that's why he probably spent about seven seconds thinking about it before he knew he had to take it. Do you think Alex Grinch feels good about Benny Wiley developing his recruits? No. <laughs> I don't think so either. I can tell you for a fact he doesn't. That is one of the issues that they had whenever they were here, that yep. defensive staff. Please elaborate what roadblocks. There you have it. Strength and conditioning, details. Um, like Defense is totally different than offense. Off, you know, offense is detail-driven, and I don't mean that it's not detail-driven, but Defense is all about rules and doing your job and how you fit in schematically into a a system, a scheme, a fit, a coverage. There has to be absolute discipline in, in how you approach things. Like you can't have guys freelancing in on offense you freelance all the time, right? You got off coverage, the receiver throws the finger up, you know, throw me the stop route real quick or let's throw the the go ball. There's it's it's way more fluid. Defensively, it all has to be built off of rule sets and that is all done through discipline. So that's why it's hard to to build a legitimate defense whenever you're not getting that culturally in the program let me get a few more here I never thought Lincoln was headed to the NFL but after the last few months I'm certain that is his end game I agree with that I like Grinch he seemed like a straight shooter compared to Muleshoe Lincoln will hire Snoop Dogg as his recruiting coordinator to fill the cupboards by year two Mule Turd will go to any uh, lows to win out there 
I wonder what his reputation his reputation with the national media. Oh my gosh, he he hung Great. the moon. Yeah. But I would venture to bet within coaching circles that it's a little bit I don't know, fractured is the right word. But there's not as high of an opinion out there because of who he's paired himself up with. It seems like around the country people know, and people talk, but people know what Benny Wiley's talents are as a strength and conditioning guy. Uh, Nick Saban had Scott Cochran, right? Uh, Bob Stoops had Jerry Schmitz. Like, I think in a lot of ways your reputation could be tied to who you tie yourself with, especially at that position. And the fact that he's tied himself to a guy like Benny Wiley, if I had to guess, I bet that inner coach's circle's like, yeah, he's well, he's not what everyone nationally think he thinks he is. Here's the thing, though. And and this is right, Benny Wiley in my opinion, runs his strength and conditioning program the way Lincoln Riley wants it run. It like that's that's how he's doing it. Like if if you put True Serum uh in Benny Wiley, I think he would probably prefer to do it a different way. But it's the way Lincoln wants it done, right? He wants it done. I guess. <laughs> well, that's that's how I was that's how I was told about it, you know, that that that's the way Lincoln wanted his his strength and conditioning program. He didn't want to drive guys away from the program, didn't want it to be a combative culture. Um uh, wanted the guys to be in there, get good work in, be able to have some uh some some data to look at and results to look at to say that we're improving, but didn't want it to be a culture of like like just the way things are super difficult and it becomes a like I'll tell you man it becomes combative between strength and conditioning programs and oh there's the locker room. there's stories out there about Schmitty and high level uh, ex players getting into it quite yeah, a bit there's sure. a lot of those out there there's no doubt but those things are necessary and I think if you want to take the approach of well we're not gonna go very hard here we don't want it to be combative I think that it it does end up turning combative if there's no discipline within the program or as much as there needs to be well it's it's a we can go out there we can do it the right way right we can do it the right way and we can piss a, a couple of guys off and we may drive a couple of guys away but we're going to do it the right way or we can go do it the wrong way, do it the easy way, please everyone, keep our guys, keep our guys happy, but doing that, you're never going to get the reach the highest level. 100%. So, can't, like, you cannot take shortcuts when it I mean, comes to that. That's the thing is I don't want to hammer Benny Wiley nonstop because I think Benny Wiley ran his program – the way Lincoln Riley wanted it run. Tell me if this is a spot-on text. Lincoln holds the value of a kid over the value of the program. I don't know. I don't know. I think he I think he probably wants to have it both ways. And I don't know that you necessarily can. I mean, you can, but every now and then you've got to make some of those, those choices on how you want your program run. And not cater. 
All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on. Keep the text line humming. Air Comfort Solutions text line 651-3439. This hour of the rush is brought to you by Cavens Construction. Remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facility maintenance. Call Cavens at four. for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTechStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Jukebox Wednesday on the rush. You know the drill. Text in your song submission to the Air Comfort Solutions text line 651-3439. This hour is brought to you by Cavens Construction. Cavens offers remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facilities maintenance. Cavens Facility Maintenance serves all of Oklahoma and can help take the ease off of your staff but fixing those pesky problems in your office building. Tulsa, they serve you. Give them a call today, 918-282-7612. Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, Moore, Norman, 405-573-3048. On the topic of one Benny Wiley, you would agree that the fan base has been, I don't know, a little bit tough on Bill Biedenboe these past couple years, judging by his offensive line? I feel like he has kind of been forgiven for that this offseason because there's the overwhelming thought now that, oh, well, well, now that Jerry Schmidt is in there compared to Benny Wiley, his offensive linemen will be stronger. They're going to be a lot better moving forward. It was more about Benny Wiley than it was Bill Biedenboe. And whether that's right or whatever, I, I feel like he's been forgiven quite a bit. Well, I, I think you're right. And I am a believer in the exact scenario that you're laying out there. I think we all know that Bill Biedenboe is – a tough love coach, right? And because he coaches five guys more than any other position coach out there, and it's a position that is uh, very detail-oriented, very rules-oriented, very technique-oriented, like he has to be able to um, – have some like serious authority over that room because you can't have a whole bunch of times. You can't spend time sitting there trying to make your, your room a democracy, right? You've got to be the voice and it's got to be quick and you've got to be to the point and you got to move on. You don't have a whole lot of time. And I think his, his players in that strength and condition, like there was, there wasn't carryover. It's like, Man, I'm getting loved up in the strength and conditioning department, but whenever I go to my coach in the football department, I'm getting coached really hard. Like, what? Why is this happening? And it shouldn't be that way. It should it should be consistent? And I think there's going to be some real consistency. The line is distinct that Beatenbow's offensive lines were at their best when. Strength and conditioning coach Jerry Schmidt was at OU. Yep. Whenever Jerry Schmidt left, the trend began to go down. And I think players have an effect on that, but I think there's also, you know, I think the strength and conditioning aspect of it, the details, the discipline aspect of it, I think it's all linked. And that's why I think that, 
I, I expect a return uh, for Bill Bedenboe and his offensive line. I hope so. I, I am, uh, I'm really rooting for him. And good point by Sean. He's forgiven because he stayed and didn't jump ship when he could have. All those guys are looked at as loyal now. You know, they could have jumped ship and gone to USC, but they, they took a chance. They took a chance, mm-hmm. and now those dudes are looked at as, yeah, they wanted to be here. They were loyal. There was some uncertainty there. And I think Bill Bedenboe falls in that category. And a lot of people, everyone, is rooting for this staff to succeed. But I think Bill Bedenboe is definitely one of those guys. And rumor has it uh, Lincoln Riley wanted Bedenboe really bad and sure made did. him uh, – Offers that he, you know, you would not think that he would turn down, and he did. Lincoln doesn't slash didn't understand the value of the Oklahoma problem. His actions suggest that he thinks he's what brings the value. Yeah. The locker room has to be a place of equivalency. Everyone must meet the minimum wherever it comes to accountability. Yeah. Equivalency. Yeah, I was about to say, try that one again. Yeah, I'm reading all these on the fly, so sometimes it happens. <laughs> I hear you. So if Grinch and the defensive coaching staff had such a problem with the strength and conditioning program at OU, aren't they going to have the same issues at USC since Wiley is the S&C coach out there? Yes. Yes. But, again, you go where the job is, you know? You either go be defensive coordinator and – um be on the staff out there or you go look for something else. And you know that I know there's a lot of vitriol coming from the Oklahoma fan base, but that's still a really good job to have. You guys are so sweet. Great job, Tyler on diamond envy podcast. Listen <laughs> to both episodes yesterday. Lindsay Elam was awesome. Got all my folks out in Western Oklahoma tuned in. Thank you. Yes. Lindsay Elam is a superstar. She's great. Nice. As was DJ Sanchez. She joined me on Sunday. That was a lot of fun. Hey, um, yeah, find that in Apple Podcasts, by the way, Diamond Envy. Michigan and Jim Harbaugh just agreed to a new five year contract. Okay. Um I wonder if the fan base will soon forget how he kind of held them hostage. Or if they will quickly get over that and they're happy about this deal? Um, probably quickly get over it and be happy about the deal until they lose to Ohio State next year. Yeah. That's how it goes. I don't know. I Maybe the fan base is different there than it is here. But I feel like if an OU coach tried to hold somebody hostage and like take, a, take an interview on National Signing Day, that would go over – it would not go over well at all. Right. Yeah. Uh, that that's a pretty bad look. And I honestly believe that he was gone. Like, he was out. Yeah, it was. It sounds like it was more the Vikings' decision than yeah. it was Harbaugh's decision. And then it's like, oh, okay, yeah, well, maybe it's not what I want. I'm going to – I think I'll stay here at Michigan. Which would scare me a little bit as a Michigan fan, and I, and I realize that – they made the college football playoff, but he had his best team ever, and there was still a massive gap between him and the best team. Yeah. But the fact that he interviewed, and it sounds like the Vikings were like, yeah, uh, we'll go a different direction here. That would that would worry me a little bit. Right. Yeah. No, I, I feel the same exact way. Uh, Just but- like it should have worried us around here that – you know, Mulesy was making the playoffs, and we could tell that there was a pretty wide margin between OU and the and the best team in the country. Well, that's just because you didn't know how close they really were. 
It's true. He kept trying to tell us, though. <laughs> Maybe the OU fans aren't that smart. We could just never fully grasp how close they really were. Right. Yeah. Well, I Harbaugh got them to a playoff. Yes, there was still quite a bit of distance between them and um, the top. And, you know, even like they they played a team that Still got throttled, you know. Wait, no, they play Georgia, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, they yep, play yep, Georgia. Yep, yep, yep. But you know, there's you got to reach a point though to where you say, yeah, there's distance, and maybe that's the best team that we've put together, and maybe the best team that we're capable of. But I, do we really scrap that and go look for something else? You got to kind of make that decision. And he's been really consistent. Now, he hadn't beaten Ohio State. That's been the biggest problem for them. I That probably is going to be their peak, though. Yeah, and that leads to a larger discussion. Um, college football is great, but moving forward now, especially with conference realignment, are there actually only a few, few schools that can actually win a championship? And right. historically, Michigan would have always, always, always been in that conversation but even is even a program like Michigan left out of the group now that can win a national championship. Right. Well, they can't. It's going to have to take a pretty extraordinary feat for them to do so, though. That's it, how much the sports changed. Here's the thing. I like Michigan is the thing holding them back. They've had really good defenses. They've had good offensive lines, good physical football teams. They just, and even last year, their quarterback was the best that they've had. But there's still been, that's been the biggest gap is their quarterback compared to all of the other top teams. They have not had like a next level game changer at quarterback. And until they do, I think the results are going to be similar. Agree. So, all right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hit some things that caught my eye next. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. At Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman, we know how important a good start can be. And you feel good when you're prepared for the road ahead. Start every day the right way in a new Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram from Landers. Right now, during the President's Day sales event, we have new vehicles arriving daily. Plus, you can start building the car, truck, or SUV of your dreams online. Start a custom pre-order today at LandersCDJRNorman.com. Your healthcare. Pro- huh. <laughs> Someone uh, dedicated the song to my old uh, trips on the Illinois River back in the day. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I do too. Uh, this is the Rush on the Ref. We call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. So let's get to it. Story uh, number one is. First off, shout out to our friends over at Roof Tech, Josh Tucker and those guys, a former teammate of mine, take care of you. Uh, been in the business a long time, tons of experience. They can handle anything from roof repairs to total roof replacements. Give Roof Tech a call. Uh, Zach Taylor inked a contract extension with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Good for him. Locked up through the 2026 season. Don't know what the financial terms of that extension are, but 
Cincinnati wasted no time inking up their head coach to an extension. Happy for him. Seems like an awesome dude. Uh, have you ever had, had any interactions with him? Did we have him on the show yeah, one time? Did. I yeah. thought we did. That was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Really cool guy, and he's found himself in a good situation, hasn't he? I mean, he's going to have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL for the next 12 years. I feel like we had him on right after he got the job at Cincinnati. Maybe maybe so. I think maybe they had just played in the Super Bowl, and then he got hired. I, I can't remember, but yeah, definitely been on the show. Great guy, great family. Uh, so I like that. Um, USFL. Tyler, it's start to it's uh, set to get the start on April sixteenth. There's eight teams, two divisions, ten game regular season schedule. All the regular season games are going to take place in Birmingham, Alabama, um, with the uh, in protective stadium, um, home they, of the. Uh, they built a new stadium yeah. down there. Yeah, pro, I guess it's called Protective Stadium. I don't, I don't know if that's the sponsor or. Or what, but um, they're going to be playing all of the games there. The playoffs will be held in Canton, Ohio at Hall of Fame Stadium. So there you go. I think it's smart of them to wait a little while before they get underway. April 16th is going to be when they're kicking things off. Let people go a few Sundays and yeah. be like, oh, let no it NFL die down stinks, a little bit. Man. Let it die down a little bit. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Big news for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, a split with Shailene Woodley, uh, his fiance. What do you think? Yeah, they called off the engagement. Was I, it he just that seen, corduroy suit that he wore to that Probably because he hadn't show? cut his hair in over a year, and she's tired of that, man. <laughs> tired of her friends asking her why she's dating a homeless guy. He just seems like such an unhappy person and so incredibly tough to get along with. And it seems like a lot of those things in Green Bay have been you know, mended. Yeah. A lot of those relationships, but he just seems like a miserable, miserable guy. Huh. God, get it figured yeah. out, A-Rod. Well, I don't – it's hard to get a read on how much of that stuff is – like this year – I thought this year he looked happier playing football than he has in a long time. What the reasoning is for that, I have no idea, but um, I don't know. He's he's tough to get a read on. Um the last thing I've got is it's Wednesday. We were supposed to have a war between uh, Russia and the Ukraine today. Yeah, there was conflicting reports that uh, Russia was starting to pull troops out of the Crimea and the U.S. is saying, yeah, that's not true. Stop telling everyone that. It still seems like we're on the verge of something. But you're right. Kickoff was scheduled for 4 p.m. today and still nothing. <laughs> I got it. I've got this overwhelming feeling that we've tried as hard as we can to force a war over there, and it's not working. Unbelievable! It's like no, yeah, it's starting Wednesday. Like, look, and then they're going to. It's start. like a fight between two NBA players. <laughs> Neither of them actually want to fight. They're just talking <laughs> tough to one another. Oh, uh, mm. good stuff. You got anything? Damon Lane says, Oklahoma City residents, it is now illegal to keep your dogs outside for more than 30 minutes in freezing temperatures. If you violate the ordinance, you could be fined $500. Yeah, which goes back to my uh, take the other day. Don't do it. This is why I'm totally against uh, dog ownership is because... 
a, he did it again. A, there's a group out there that cannot handle their business and take care of their pets, and everyone else suffers the consequences. There was a death in Sydney, Australia. A shark killed a swimmer. You would think that that would be a very regular occurrence. It's actually the first time it's happened in Sydney in 60 years. A shark death. Well, I think it's the first great white shark death in Australia. You sure? That was a misleading headline that I read. No. That's not the case. Not sure. I feel sure. like it would happen every other day out there. Did you watch the video? No, no, huh? Yeah, I know that does not shock me that you have, though. Uh, well, I watched the video. I could tell that it was, before I clicked on it, that it was kind of blurred out, which was good. But, I don't, man, yeah, it was in a place that I would not think someone would be swimming. It's like by a rocky... Like I wouldn't call it a beach. It's like a rocky area, and there was like people fishing right there, and there's a guy that has it on video, and it's just like there's nothing anyone can do. It's not like you could go jump in the water and go yeah, help. Over. Oh, it's over at that. Just point. a horrible feeling, man. Uh, Charles Barkley has two years left on his TNT contract. He's basically saying that he's going to retire after. Good for him. Yeah, he doesn't want to die uh, doing TV. I think what he, <laughs> he doesn't want to die. Then he on made TV. a fat joke about Shaq in there somewhere too. But all in all, it sounds like he's got two years left on TV, and he might run off in the sunset. Unless this is just a ploy for him to get a massive deal with TNT, which it might be. Um, it looks like they have a, a whole lot of fun doing what they do. The best is whenever. He throws barbs at Shaq. Shaq gets mad and is on the verge of going over there and punching him. And you can tell that Barkley is trying to hide how nervous he is. That's my favorite TNT. Last one, David Cornwell, former Norman North Timberwolf, former Alabama quarterback. Then he transferred to Nevada. I guess he was like just telling the fans to ask him questions last night on social media. And I, I guess someone asked him about Blake Barnett, who was a quarterback there at the same time as him. And a quarterback Dave, at Alabama. Okay. And David Cornwell said, I was in the quarterback room. He really didn't have much talent. Any other questions about the 2014 to 2016 seasons? Blake Barnett quote tweeted him and said, from breaking into my dorm and trashing my room multiple times to trashing me on social media, glad to see you become more secure in yourself. Hope all is well with you too, Davey. To which David Cornwell responded, is handing over a binder of team allegations to the NCAA so you can transfer without penalty trashing a program? Asking for a friend, I'll leave it at that. Wow. Mm. Huh. How about that? Shots fired. I love that. Two former Alabama quarterbacks going at it on and social this media. Isn't this what social media is all about? It really is. Fights playing out in and, real time and in front of, of everyone. Us, and the rest of us just sitting back and just watching. Just along for the ride. Uh, a couple texts. Teddy is probably the guy watching how chicken nuggets are made. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably would. Ukraine had a press conference and said they are close. <laughs> I don't think you guys realize how close we actually are to war. Such a dumb law. I guess next they'll want us to catch all the pigs, cows, and deer and put them up. How stupid. (laughs) Uh, That's not going to be a very popular take. 
Yeah. There are, there's, I don't know, not really a road I want to go down on that one, but I think it's the 30 minutes may be a bit dramatic, but um, there's definitely people that abuse their animals and neglect them and leave them out in the elements. That's sad. And it's, and it's a horrible thing. All right, quick time out. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. At Lander Chevrolet of Norman, we know how important a good start can be. And you feel good when you're prepared for the road ahead. Start every day the right way in a new Chevrolet from Lander's. Plus, with Lander Service Direct, we offer free pickup and delivery for service appointments. From our store to your door, schedule your appointment now at LanderChevroletNorman.com today. Find new roads. More Norman Technology Center is a leader in workforce development for Oklahoma. High school students involved in technical education show strong graduation rates and are ready for employment in industry, for college, or both. Each year, over 90%... Bringing you hour number two of The Rush on this Jukebox Wednesday. This is from Toby at the Pentagon. He's dedicating this one to all the men and women of the 82nd and 101st Airborne over there hanging out in uh, Poland while they figure out what's going to happen. So Nice. 101st Screaming Eagles. We love our military and always down to uh, play a song for them for, for sure. There's a report out there that the L.A. County D.A. won't charge Adrian Peterson after his arrest in the domestic violence case. And I, I read a story today where his wife came out and said that it did not get physical. It was just a verbal altercation between me and my husband, and he didn't he didn't lay hands on me. Right. So saw the same thing. Um, don't know. No charge is going to be filed. I don't know what the uh, what the story is there. Shocked, frankly, that there's not a video of someone on the plane uh, with Adrian Peterson up there in a verbal this day altercation. And age, absolutely, man. <laughs> maybe, an empty plane. That maybe they're still uh, working out negotiation with TMZ on how much they're going to sell it for. Speaking of former players, there's a few former players that are in the program now as you know off-field roles. Right. Uh, Curtis Lofton being one. Yes. Phil Lodholt being one. Caleb Kelly. You know anything about any of those three guys having aspirations to be a full-time assistant? Lodeholt was at Ole Miss for a couple of years, so right. he's already begun his journey of coaching. Sounds like Curtis was just okay living retired life. Now mm-hmm. he's helping out OU. Like, should we expect any of these guys to be a factor? You know, four or five years down the road, being a full-time assistant. I don't know. Um, it sounds like Lode has. It sounds to me like he maybe would be the one to to watch for. But you never know, man. If you ask Curtis Lofton six months ago, he probably would have said, you're crazy, there's no chance. But all of a sudden you start going up there, you know, you take take on this role, uh, even even if it is a limited role, and you start being around it, on a on a daily basis, you're kind of in the in the halls. You kind of uh, get to you know peel back the curtain, so to speak. You never know what that might spur. Like he may say, "Yeah, this actually I like this. This may be something that I would be good at or want to pursue." So I would say that beforehand, probably not. But now that he's up there, 
Who knows? I don't know when DeMarco had aspirations, but it's worked out pretty well for him. So sure. there's an example of one guy that's that's done it and it's worked out really nice. True. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hours next. Sound off 24-7-365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text.